Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spa. As she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And good afternoon. Welcome to Purse Strings. I am Maria Retan, and it's great to be here with you today. I'm so glad you can make time to join me. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern. And on the show, each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. The woman, of course. Well, first up, a little bit of uh, green information. I was just listening to a Yankelovich report out just past month. And before I share any data from it, I am legally bound to tell you that it's copyright Yankelovich Inc. 2008. But basically, it's about going green. And what Yank found out is there's some gradual shifts along the green continuum when it comes to adding attitudes and behaviors over the past year. They were just looking at the at the span of time between 2007 and 2008. And what they're finding is that Echoes and Gen Xers are actually driving a very small yet progressive shift. Now, the attitudes are still low, but they're strengthening slowly. So a lot of these people who were polled in the Yankelovich study were feeling that the environmental problems are severe. That was up a few points. They're feeling affected by environmental issues, but they also are feeling like they can make a little bit of a difference. Now, when it comes to their actual behaviors, more of them are recycling. Actually, this jumped up the most, 69% versus 60% a year ago. Um, and they're also feeling that environmentally friendly products are better uh, for your health than other products, which, of course, most of us would say, well, of course it is. But there are still a lot of skepticism out there. They really don't know who to trust. And we know we call it greenwashing. We know a lot of companies are jumping on the bandwagon. We know it's creating a lot more confusion. I, for one, am confused. I'm sure you are, too. Well, according to Yankelovich, so is, are these groups of Echoes and Gen Xers. 33, um, 34% of them are highly skeptical, very confused, versus just 28% a year ago. And believe it or not, I mean, we all have felt the pinch in our pocketbooks. They're, they're not as willing to pay a premium for green. And in fact, this economic anxiety is having an impact into attitudes. Those who are more concerned about their finances, believe it or not, are actually more concerned about the environment but ironically, those who are most anxious about the economy are less likely to do something about their green behaviors. Um, in fact, a lot of people who act green actually don't believe they are. They just they actually just do what they do because they feel like it's the right thing. They don't necessarily put a green moniker on it, which I found somewhat refreshing because I think there's those of us who say, oh, I'm green, and they feel a little self-important about it. These people actually don't feel that way. I felt this was interesting. I don't know about you, if you've seen an inconvenient truth or not. Um, this is the Al Gore 
book and, of course, the movie. But apparently, 82% of consumers have never seen the film or never read the book, according to the same study. I think we've all kind of learned about it through the media. We didn't really need to spend the time seeing the film or reading the book, apparently. Uh, We know enough about it by just all the buzz that was going on. Now, Iconoculture, which is a trend-watching group, and I talk about them quite a lot on this show, they are saying that, that while people's attitudes and behaviors are changing to become more green, they're actually looking now at retailers and saying, you know, we're trying to be more green, you need to be more green, and you need to do it from the ground up. It's not okay just to put green things on your your shelves, but you need, it's how you do business. It's how you create your business that needs to be green. Uh, a poll by Global Strategy Group says that 80, 87% of consumers are more likely to buy products from a retailer that's committed to an eco-friendly practice. So that was just out just earlier this summer. So we can see that it's still a hot topic, and uh, my guest today certainly knows how hot a topic it is. I'm going to talk about to her in just a moment. But first, our first profile today is the Enviro Gal. As those of you who listen on a weekly basis know, we always try to tie the theme of the show into a demographic. And this is the environmentally conscious woman. She's going to be in her 20s, early 30s with a moderate income, very focused on the environment. There's about 3.4 million of these women. They're college graduates. They're single. They're employed part-time, no children, and make about 54000 a year. They believe that it's... You, They need to be uh, responsible when it comes to the environment. They recycle. They never buy cosmetics tested on animals. They buy products that are using recycled paper, and they'll actually say that they will pay more for those products. They're concerned about societal issues. They worry about violence and crime and pollution. They strive for equality and justice. They're passionate about social initiatives. They're intellectually curious. And yet they do keep up with fashion, and they're willing to make a statement. They're ambitious, and, um, you know, they, they're really into what their family thinks of them. They want their family to think that they're doing well. When it comes to shopping, they're shopping at uh, New York and Company, Calvin Klein, Banana, Liz Claiborne, Ikea, Patagonia, L.L. Bean, and Trader Joe's. They're driving Volkswagens, Volvos, Scions, and Saturns, and uh, they're wearing Kenneth Cole, Calvin Klein, Liz Claiborne, and Guess. Now, if you're a marketer, how can you get in front of this Enviro gal? Well, she's reading a lot of the same magazines everybody else is reading, like The New Yorker, The Economist, L, Glamour, W. Real simple. She's watching E, VH1, Oxygen, TBS, BBC America, and TLC. And on the websites, she's watching a lot of movies with Netflix, um, also on Amazon.com, doing some travel in Expedia, uh, checking out some new books on BarnesandNoble.com, and getting her news from USAToday.com and WallStreetJournal.com. Well, my guest for this program today, you're already getting the kind of the theme of the show. Well, this woman absolutely knows everything there is to know about green. Diane McAkron is the author of Green Big Green Purse. Use your spending power to create a cleaner, greener world. Now, I saw Diane speak at the Marketing to Women conference last, oh, I guess it was last May, this past May, and she certainly talked and shared about her passion when it comes to empowering women to use their marketplace clout to protect the environment. She also works with environmental organizations to engage more women as members, activists, and donors, and encourages companies to green their products. She's an author, a successful entrepreneur, public speaker, and longtime 
conservationist. I'm thrilled to have Diane on the show today. So stick around. When we come back, we'll be talking to Diane. More purse strings is next. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Purse strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Jeez, another year with no refund from the IRS. I got a nice chunk of change this year. I'm buying a new car and I'm going to Fiji. How in the world did you do that? I got in on TaxBrain.com's affiliate program. And it's easy to make big money during tax season just by bringing them other people paying their taxes. TaxBrain.com? How does that work? With TaxBrain.com's affiliate program, I command a huge payday with their nitro payouts. Because I get paid for leads as well as sales. That sounds easy. How do you do it? They give me all the tools it takes, like dedicated publisher support, analytics capabilities, custom tracking and creative services, and so much more that I need to make money the easy way. Wow. With 140 million households paying taxes every year, I bet there's no shortage of business all season long. Now you got the idea. Make money off the tax man. How do I find out more? Visit TaxBrain.com forward slash affiliates to find out more. TaxBrain.com, America's online tax service. With our lean and mean team, how can we manage our publishing needs and still have time to save the planet? No worries, 99. DMX is the premier ad exchange network. They publish ads that circle the globe every day. It's a mission possible. But you know our inventory needs maximum exposure. Would you believe DMX had 10 billion impressions just last month? Their real-time auction-based service gets us the top dollar for our ad space, while their superior service saves us the time we need to save the world. Oh, sorry about that, Chief. But we need creative control and our own third-party networks. And who will help manage our relationships? DMX has Media Guard. We can select our own advertising banning profile, so direct media exchange networks know which ad types we don't like. And we look great. And did I mention DMX is free? Looks like working undercover is a thing of the past. Get smart. Get DMX. Making every impression count. Susan, you're still responsible for digital marketing programs, right? Right. So your team is responsible for email marketing, web analytics, PPC campaign optimization, and scheduling? Your point? Why are you so relaxed? My team deals with five different solutions, tech support teams, and just as many invoices, and it's making us mental. What is it? Aromatherapy? Acupuncture? Why are you so relaxed? You just have to simplify your tool set and unify your team. Lyris provides totally integrated email marketing, web analytics, PPC campaign management, and calendaring functionality. It's all in one spot that provides a holistic view of all your team's efforts. And you get all of this functionality for $299 a month. So with Lyris, one company can do it all. I feel like I can cancel that acupuncture appointment already. To see how Lyris can simplify your life, visit Lyris.com or call 1-888-GO-LYRIS. Simplify, unify, and increase ROI with Lyris today. Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. We'll explore the latest innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life Tips, Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the entertainment channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Watch out for the vampires. Enter the communications coven that is webmasterradio.fm. Now on Facebook, MySpace, and Twitter. Visit the webmasterradio.fm homepage for all the details. First Strings is back with the inside track on today's woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. 
And welcome back to Purse Strings. I am so excited to have on the show today Diane McAkron, the author of Big Green Purse, your, Use Your Spending Power to Create a Cleaner, Greener World. And besides being a best-selling author, Diane is a successful entrepreneur, sought-after public speaker, and a longtime conservationist. So she, uh, she walks the talk and all that good stuff. Diane, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I am thrilled to have you. As I mentioned at the top of the show, I saw you speak at the Marketing to Women conference in Chicago earlier this year. You were sharing a lot from your from the Big Green Purse book and had it there, and it's a great read. Can you just share a little bit about why you wrote the book and why now? Well, I wrote the book to deal with, to help, help women realize how much consumer clout we have in the marketplace, and we can use our money to protect the environment and ourselves. And I wrote it now because I think there's a real desire to clear up the confusion. You know, people go shopping and they say, I just don't know what to do. It's very, you know, it's complex. Should I choose X or should I choose Y? And I really wanted to simplify the process for people, make it easy to make those choices, and to make it clear that when you do spend your money, when you make your money matter, it not only helps you, it's not only your first line of defense really against the products that are out there, but it really helps pull the marketplace in a greener, cleaner direction. Well, and you know all about that because I know you've been living this lifestyle for years and years and years, and and I know you shared a little bit of it when I saw you speak. Can you just share a little bit with the listeners out there about the, the changes that you have made over the years that you feel like have made the most dramatic impact, and really how hard was it to change, or was it easier than you thought it would be? You know, I would say that it's it's almost always easier than I thought it was going to be. A lot of people are just afraid to make any change at all. But if you start with something that's really simple and that you're going to do anyway and work from there, then I think the process gets simpler and simpler. The first thing, probably the very first thing that I ever did was to change my light bulbs. And, you know, in 1983, 84, 85, contact fluorescent light bulbs were first coming into the marketplace, and it just seemed like a no-brainer to me. You put in a light bulb that's going to save you $60 over the course of the bulb, and one of the things I loved about it was that I might not have to change it for seven or eight years. And, you know, we're all busy. We've got a million things to do. I don't need to spend my time worrying about changing light bulbs. So I started with really the things that were very simple for me to do. I tried to use less energy in transportation. You know, I tried to think about transportation as opposed to driving. Mm -hmm. So I figured out how I could meet my transportation needs by walking, biking, taking a taxi, using mass transit. I'm lucky because I live in a city. I live in Washington, D.C., where there is great mass transit. So it was really an option that was available to me, and I know a lot of people may not have that option if they live in metropolitan areas or in rural areas that just aren't serviced by mass transit. But it was a choice that was available to me, and I've taken advantage of it. And, again, it's something that saved me money over time. Well, and I think that's really the key, isn't it? I was sharing some stats at the beginning of the show about people and the, and the current economic situation and how people may not be willing to pay more, but it's really not about paying more. It's about saving saving some money over the long haul. I know you have the Big Green Initiative going on right now where you are encouraging women to shift their spending power. Can you talk a little bit about how they could do that fairly inexpensively to them? 
Right, and and it's very true. The the idea is not to spend more money. We're all in an economic situation here where we're looking for ways we can save. But my experience is that the greener our lifestyle is, the more money we do save. Why is that true? Say you are used to buying paper towels and you shift your spending to a sponge instead. Well, one sponge costs about half as much as a roll of paper towels, but it lasts 17 times as long. So in the course of using the sponge, you save $30 in paper towels. That's a shift that makes a lot of sense from an environmental point of view, but it's great for your pocketbook, too. Bottled water is another example where... Uh, you know, people say, oh, I really can't afford that green lifestyle, but then they walk out of the store with a couple of cases of bottled water. Shift your spending away from the bottled water. You might save $30 a week, and then you can afford to buy organic juice, organic produce, organic milk, which are admittedly more expensive. But if you look at your entire budget, you can find ways to shift your spending. And what I'm encouraging a million people to do, it's called the One in a Million Campaign, is to shift $1,000 of your total household budget. So say you have, you were just talking about, you know, the the environmental woman who's got an average income of around $54,000 a year. So if you shift one fifty-fourth of that or $1,000, to products that you'd be buying anyway. You're going to be buying cosmetics and clothes and food and cleaning products. Buy the greener version of those. And in the long run, you have, you know, all million of us together, all one million of us have a billion-dollar impact in the marketplace, which is huge. And it's great for your own pocketbook as well and for your personal health. Well, and I know there are more green options out there now, more than ever before, but I know I'm a little bit skeptical about how green it really is, and and I just quoted some stats earlier in the program that skepticism, it seems to be growing, at least over the past year it has. How do we not get taken for a ride, Diane, and think we're buying green when we're really not buying green? And I know there's a term for this in the industry called being greenwashed or greenwashing. Can can you give us some rules of thumb as to what we really should be looking for? Yeah, you know, what I look for is, First of all, if it's a cleaning product in particular or some kind of a household uh, solvent of some sort, like paint thinner or paint or whatnot, I look for four words, warning, caution, danger, and poison. And if those words are on the product, then that says to me that I probably need to stay away from it because it contains ingredients that could cause me uh, you know, it, that could threaten my personal health. I also look for a what's called third-party verification. In other words, is there another entity that validates the green marketing claims that the manufacturer is making? It's all well and good for the manufacturer to say this is a natural product or it's eco-friendly or it's green or whatnot. But I want a label on there, a certification from somebody else who has, in fact, set standards that the manufacturer has made and verifies that the manufacturer has really done the best that it could to produce the greenest product. So an example of this, for example, is the organic seal or the organic label. Any manufacturer 
that uses the organic label or, in fact, claims that its ingredients are organic has had to have those verified by the federal government, by the Federal Organic Standards Program. Uh, if you're buying any kind of electronics, a cell phone, a fax machine, a new computer screen, a computer, a laptop, a hard drive, uh, a shredding machine, a telephone. A lot of products will carry something called the Energy Star. It's blue and the words are written in white. Uh, this is something that has been set up by the EPA, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, and the U.S. Department of Energy. And it, again, it has set energy performance standards urging a company to be as energy efficient as it can. So when you're buying electronics, you look for that Energy Star label. The same with appliances. Appliances use a tremendous amount of energy. You want the most efficient appliances possible. Look for the Energy Star. Well, and that, as you mentioned, there's there's green, there's sustainability, fair trade obviously would be a great example of sustainability and, and helping out local communities. I know... I was just in my local grocery store the other day, and I had never seen this before, but they were featuring locally grown um, produce, and they actually had a picture of the farmer and with his produce right there, and I thought, wow, I hadn't really noticed that before. Have you noticed a growing trend toward buying local? I mean, I know we talk about it all the time. It can save us money. It's fresher food, all of that. But to actually see this marketing campaign around it and everyone's just local grocery store like I saw it. Right. It's really taken off, and it's been great on a lot of levels. I think that, most importantly, it has made it possible for local growers to stay in business and to expand. You know, it's really nice to be able to buy produce that was grown within 100 to 200 miles of where you live. And it also, when you've got those local farmers on the ground, it certainly protects that land from development and sprawl and industry and so on. So it keeps the community healthier as well. And I think that a lot of farmers before, they thought that they really had to only get their food from centralized distribution services, most of which were coming out of California or Florida or maybe even Texas. And now what they're able to do is build relationships with the local farmers who provide food seasonally and who are really happy to serve as customers who are looking for that local product. Well, I will tell you that I bought locally. When I saw that I had the choice, that's automatically what I did. So it's working for me at least. Well, we're going to need to take a quick break. But when we come back, I'm going to talk to Diane a little bit about a new campaign she just launched called Can I Get It in Green? So stick around. More purse strings when we return. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Purse strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Hey, have you got that number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on LocalPages.com. LocalPages.com. Or what if I wanted a business number in Miami? LocalPages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with LocalPages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, MSN, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one set, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. LocalPages.com. List your business on LocalPages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. LocalPages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. Okay, so you're telling me that if I put the Go Currency Converter on my site, all my international customers can see how much they're paying in their own currency? Yeah. GoCurrency.com has free currency converters, language translations, international clocks, everything you need to do international business. So how does it work? 
Conversion elves. Conversion elves? Yeah, watch. Want to know what this will cost in euros? Check this out. Listen up, elves. We got one. $34 US. I need that in euros. Now, people. We got it. Put it up there, elves. Wow. Currency elves. Who knew? GoCurrency.com. Free currency converters, language translations, and more. GoCurrency.com. Oh, wise master, I've climbed up this mountain to seek your wisdom. Yes, how can I help you, my son? I've traveled far to ask why my business isn't growing. You are on top of this mountain when you should be on TopNicheNetworks.com. But I need answers. You should be on TopNicheNetworks.com. Specializing in direct marketing and lead generation as well as list management, TopNicheNetworks.com has exclusives and leading payouts. They welcome new affiliates with hot offers. We don't seem to get the results we need at a price we can afford. TopNicheNetworks.com will work on a performance-only basis, so you only pay for results. TopNicheNetworks.com has the answers that you've been seeking for making your business a success on a performance-only basis. And that's a good thing, because my butt's falling asleep. It's time to start jamming and spamming with the founding fathers of SEO. Rock it to the next generation of search engine optimization 3.0. Decades of combined SEO expertise give their take on the world of SEO and give you free expert advice with their weekly site clinic. SEO Rockstars, Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the search engine optimization channel only on webmasterradio.fm. Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. Stay ahead of the trends with Affiliate Marketing Insider. Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Purse Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Well, I'm joined today by Diane McAkron, the author of Big Green Purse, Use your spending power to create a cleaner, greener world. And we've been talking about ways that people can do just that. And there's another way they can do it. You've just launched a campaign called Can I Get It in Green? Can you talk a little bit about that, Diane? Yes. You know, there is often a lot of product available and people just don't realize it. So you, you on the one hand, you think, oh, I'd really love to buy something in green. On the other hand, when you go shopping, you just buy whatever's on the shelf. Can I Get It in Green is really encouraging people, especially between now and the holidays, to ask specifically if the environmentally friendly option is available. They want to buy clothes, they're buying electronics, they're buying toys, uh, they're buying gift foods that are gifts. Ask the retailer if they can get it in green. And you know, this just happened to me the other day. My computer hard drive crashed. I had to get a new computer, and I went to Best Buy. And, you know, there was a sea of computers in front of me, and I, you know, and the salesperson was going on and on about this option and that option, and I finally said, well, can I get it in green? And at Mm -hmm. first, he wasn't sure what I was asking for, and then he said, oh, you want the eco-computer? I said, right. And he, (laughs) he just took my arm and took me right over to this great little Dell hybrid. It's called the Dell hybrid. It's made completely out of recycled plastic. It uses a third as much energy as the standard uh, hard drive does, uh, reduced package, and it's really light. It's something that I can actually physically manage to move around myself because it's such a light computer. But he never would have shown me the option if I hadn't asked him if I could get it in green. So ask for the product. 
that, you know, even if they don't have it, it's a great opportunity to educate all those millions of salespeople that are out there. You know, it's talking to people about the products that you're looking for and giving them the message that you want to get it in green is a great way to spread the word. And the more we demand it, the more companies will actually make green products. Isn't that the way it works? I Absolutely. Mean, you know, they need so to great. know that there is demand, uh, and they'll hear that from retailers and they'll hear that from you too. Well, tell me a little bit about what you would advise companies that really do want to do the right thing. They do want to green their products. Maybe they're kind of dabbling in that already. Maybe they're thinking about taking the leap and doing something, but they're afraid that they're going to get labeled to be, you know, green washers. Should they be doing something, anything? How far should they take their marketing when it comes to trying to promote their efforts? Certainly every single company can reduce its environmental impact from an operational point of view, regardless of what they manufacture. Every company can be using fuel-efficient fleet vehicles. Every company can be recycling its uh, paper on site. It can be using recycled paper. There are pencils and pens made out of recycled materials now. They can be using the cleanest, um, the greenest cleaning products, the cleaning products that have the fewest dangerous chemicals so that they protect their employees from that kind of exposure. They can use no VOC paint when they repaint the interior of their facilities. So every company, first and foremost, should look at their own operations and make a commitment to reduce greenhouse gas emissions and use the the safest possible products. From a manufacturing point of view, when they get to manufacturing a product, I would encourage them to work with a company that is known for setting high standards for manufacturing. Green Seal is one. The Institute for Market Transformation to Sustainability is one. Scientific Certified uh, Systems is another one. A lot of these are on my website at biggreenpurse.com if they're not quite sure where to start, they can certainly go there or look at uh, the book, Big Green Purse, which has a lot of these companies in it. But, you know, you you probably are thinking, well, what can I do to reduce the amount of energy I use in manufacturing or transporting my goods? Or what can I do to make sure I'm using the most recycled materials available? Look at companies that are in business to help businesses reach higher environmental standards, and then you'll get that certification so that when you put the product on the marketplace, you can legitimately claim that it's a very eco-friendly option. Well, and you can certainly start small, uh, but they should be doing something, it sounds like, and then it's okay to talk about what you are doing. It's it's okay to do that. You just have to be very transparent about it, I would assume, Diane. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, you can't, maybe you won't do the entire product line, but you can do one attribute. So, for example, the maybe you can start with your packaging. You know, it may be too hard for you to really think about the product itself, but how do you ship it? You know, can you ship it in a package that can be completely recycled at the other end? There are a lot of interim steps until you get to sort of what they call cradle to grave, you know, from the beginning to the end of the product. But don't don't let the fact that you can't do it all stop you from taking that first important step. 
Well, and we know consumers are demanding it. We know that they're sometimes to the point of, of punishing companies for not taking the steps. There are that segment of population out there. Where is all this going to go, though, Diane? I mean, I feel like the last two years, we've really made great inroads in, in keeping this at the top of our discussions with companies and just in, in society in general. What do you think the next three to five is going to hold for this topic? Oh, I think it's really exciting. I think that right now we really haven't even seen, we don't even see the tip of the iceberg, honestly. I mean, if you if you look at food, for example, only 3.5% of food is organic. And you just think about what that means in terms of what the potential is. It means that over 90% of the opportunity still exists. Look at cars. Less than 1% of cars are hybrids that are on the market. So that means 99% of the market is still available. And I think that, in fact, manufacturers are really rushing now to jump into this. That They, they realize both from an economic point of view and also from a moral responsibility point of view that they've, these are steps they've got to take, they want to take them, and in the end it's going to be good business sense. So they can take them. And, I, you know, every single company that I've heard of is trying to figure out what they can do to go green. Well, tell me about it. I, that's my business is, is consulting with clients about what they should be doing, and I get the question all the time. So it's great to hear your perspective, and I, I so appreciate you taking the time today. I know you're, you're on the speaking circuit a lot. You're obviously incredibly busy, so thank you so much. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Well, and for those of you listening today who want to know how do you start kind of greening your world, check out biggreenpurse.com. You can join One in a Million or even the Can I Get It in Green initiative. So check out biggreenpurse.com. And before I leave, I want to thank you. A shout out to George, my producer for a great show. And join me next Tuesday. I'll be speaking with Joy Ott from Wells Fargo. We're going to be talking about the growth of women business owners and some of the things that they have been doing around women of color that are pretty darn exciting. So that's next Tuesday. 3 o'clock Eastern. Until then, thanks so much for joining me today. Make it a great one.